0: you in Jesus' name. We celebrate the purifying fire of God. Jesus could be gentle, but he also could be stern and deliberate when he wanted to be. This is God's way. Wanting our purity and righteousness, God will challenge us and affirm us. Like fire that has many good uses, God's will for us must be carefully watched, heeded, and respected. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. The words of Psalm 103. We worship in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 34 I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the burden hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack no good thing. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. We make our confession to our faithful God. Our God is great. How vast is the greatness of God. And today we admit that we have found it hard at times to see how great God is and how much he provides. Lord, we confess our weakness and our need. We know the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Our sins make us blind to your care, Lord. But you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Reach out your saving hand to us. The Lord is near to all those who call on him. So upon this your confession of need, I as a servant of God announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray, Almighty God, whom to know is everlasting life. Grant us to know your Son, Jesus in his way of purity and righteousness, that we may rejoice in our salvation, walk in the way that leads to life eternal through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we think about God's purifying fire, We turn to his word, and first we turn to the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah, chapter 23, beginning at verse 16. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hope. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me, The Lord says you will have peace. And to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts, they say, No harm will come to you. But which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or to hear his word? Who has listened and heard his word? See, the storm of the Lord will burst out in wrath A whirlwind swirling down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he fully accomplishes the purposes of his heart. In days to come, you will understand it clearly. I did not send these prophets yet. They have run with their message. I did not speak to them, yet they have prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed my words to my people and would have turned them from their evil ways and from their evil deeds. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I fill Heaven and earth, declares the Lord. I have heard what the prophets say, who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream, I had a dream. How long will you continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their own minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name just as their ancestors forgot my name through worship of Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, beginning at verse 17, the great chapter of faith. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that, well, God could even raise the dead. And so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his own bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, when he had grown up, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, Moses left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, Moses kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned in the sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel, and the prophets, There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced cheers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated the world was not worthy of them they wandered in deserts and mountains living in caves and in holes in the ground these were all commended for their faith yet none of them yet received what had been promised this is the word of the Lord and thanks be to God The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 49. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And he said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, oh, it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, oh, it's going to be hot, and it is. Oh, hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it you don't know how to interpret this present time? This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Maybe this summer you have enjoyed the bonding ritual of making a fire. Maybe you light up the grill and make some hamburgers, and something special happens over the fire. Now, the fire of God's Spirit is even greater and a more wondrous thing. The first time there is fire in the Bible, it came as an amazing moment for the man named Abraham. God had challenged Abraham to travel far and be courageous, honoring God in his walk of faith. Tested and tired, Abraham asked God for reassurance. God said, Okay, bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram. God wanted to create a special bond with this man named Abraham. So Abraham brought the meat, and then he watched and he waited. But nothing happened. As the sun was setting, Abraham fell into a deep sleep. God spoke his promises to Abraham in a dream. And Abraham awoke in the darkness and saw a blazing fire that was smoking and cooking the meat. God had brought the purifying fire of heaven to this faithful man of God. The Lord God created a bond and he made a covenant of trust with the man Abraham, the father of the faithful. And, well, God was not done with him. Now, many years later, God wanted again to purify and to refine the faith of this man, Abraham. So God called to the man, Abraham. And Abraham replied, Here I am. And God said he wanted Abraham to now take the most precious thing he had and sacrifice it to God. God God wanted Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Isaac was the miracle child, born to Abraham and Sarah in their old age. Isaac represented all of the hope that God had given them, About the future, Isaac was God's gift. Well, Abraham had to wonder, what could God possibly want in this? But Abraham promptly obeyed. He and the boy traveled by donkey for three days to the sacred mountain of sacrifice. They stopped for the night, and the next morning Abraham told his servants to wait with the donkeys while he went ahead with Isaac, not wanting to admit to any of them what he was planning. Abraham put the wood for the sacrifice on the boy's back, and Abraham himself carried the kindled fire and the knife. The boy, Isaac, did not understand, and, well, frankly, neither did Abraham, really. But Isaac asked, Father, Father, where is the lamb that we're going to sacrifice? And bravely, Abraham replied, Well, son, God will provide the lamb himself. But Abraham, on the holy mountain, prepared to make the sacrifice of his son. And just as he took up the knife, God sent an angel from heaven to stop him. The angel's message was simple. Abraham, now we know that you fear God because you have not even withheld your only son. And in relief, Abraham looked up, and there incredibly was an animal, a ram, caught in a thicket of a thorn bush. God had provided the sacrifice Indeed, the purifying fire of God had touched Abraham again, drawing this one man closer and closer to God. Well, all of us who have heard this story of fire coming to Abraham in such a way, goodness. It kindles fear in respect of God's purifying fire from heaven. What might God ask or require of us? Abraham had learned that whatever God brings, it will always serve his desire to create goodness and righteousness And so, like Abraham, we trust our God and his purifying fire. So, now here was Jesus, standing before a crowd of thousands of people. Jesus announces to them, I have come. To bring fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. I wonder how many people in that large crowd might have felt a surge of fear and think, Yeah, I'm not sure I want to stick around for that. But Jesus is telling them and he's telling us, That God only wants to make things better than they are now, bringing this purifying fire. Jesus, the Son of God, can see what we cannot see. He can see what we would never even imagine. He can see what we would never even think is possible. Well, I imagine that looking at Jesus, just looking at the man, you could begin to see the possibilities in the Son of the living God. John the Baptist could see it. The prophet who was living in the desert, seeking a pure sight of God, This wild man wearing clothes made of camel's hair, eating locust bugs and wild honey. This man with his tangled hair and his crazy beard. He saw Jesus coming and he exclaimed, This one, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His harvesting fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn, and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Well, starting a fire takes a lot of good judgment, doesn't it? Before you start a fire, you gauge, well, is it going to rain? You think about, oh, is it too windy today? Will the fire spread? Is it too dry? Maybe I shouldn't light it. Fire is a good thing if you know what you're doing, if you know how to use good judgment. Well, God's judgment is always righteous, God's judgment is eternally true, and it is intrinsically and completely good. When Jesus speaks of bringing fire, so it can inspire our trust, our hope, that with his righteous judgment... Indeed, God will create things that are better. God will create something that is good and right and true. He is our God. He is the one who in the beginning, threw and launched fire into the vast darkness, creating all the infinite stars in the sky, And being very careful to make our own sun that lights up our world and warms the earth. So here he is, Jesus, the Son of God, speaking of fire. And the question is, well, what will he do? This one for whom all things are possible. The prophet Jeremiah had heard God say clearly, God declares, do I not fill heaven and earth? Is not my word like a purifying fire? Jeremiah is certain. God has vowed. He will fully accomplish the purposes of his heart. So now here was Jesus standing in front of a crowd of thousands of people and they want to know from him what no other voice can tell them. What is God's purpose? What does God want to do? Jesus is announcing to them that now he will complete God's purpose in human history. Here he is standing before them with a kind of unseen fire in his hand. He comes with the same fire that lit up the sky before the Israelites. And led them on their exodus journey. A pillar of fire that led them across a desert. Yes, this is the same one with the same fire. That met Moses in a burning bush and said, this is a sacred place. Take off your sandals. This one who met Moses on top of a mountain with fire and received God's commandments. Jesus has brought this unseen fire from the holy furnace of God in heaven, and he has brought it here. The prophet Malachi saw him coming from long ago, and he sees a kind of craftsman in his workshop He says he will be like a refiner's fire. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Malachi is looking for the craftsman who was at God's side, making all things, the one who carefully crafted the most precious of things, the human soul. And now, here is Jesus announcing that, well, he is this craftsman come to town, setting up his refiner shop right here among us. He is the master craftsman. And with his modest little fire in the back of his workshop, he can repair. He can restore whatever we bring through his doors. It's amazing to watch this greatest of all master craftsmen work, refining and purifying. Oh, who would have guessed? Now again, because of Jesus, there would be a torchlight procession in the darkness of night. But this torchlight procession, it's going to be incredibly different from when God led His people with a pillar of fire on their Exodus journey through the desert. Oh now. Now, the torchlights are held by Roman soldiers as they come to the Garden of Olives to arrest Jesus and take him away. But really, the cleansing fire is still in the hands of our God. In all of his holy purity and his innocence, Jesus will offer himself in sacrifice on the cross. So powerful is his fire that just in giving himself there, he is exposing and he is burning up everything that is false, evil, and untrue. This is the moment in human history when God set the fire of his spirit ablaze to cleanse the harvest field of the human soul and mind. And then, well then, a few days later, it might have seemed like a simple enough moment Jesus had risen from his grave alive and triumphant. That was amazing. But now, days later, there is Jesus, inviting his hard-working fishermen, disciples, to have breakfast with him beside the lake. Jesus had built a little fire. He was warming some bread and ready to broil some fresh fish with his friends. This fire, I imagine, this little fire on the side of the lake, it has a ring of rocks carefully centered around it. It was small and efficient. And with all of his fire, now just right there in front of them, Jesus is now serving a bonding meal of love a moment that reminds us of God's relationship with the first man of faith Abraham well these men who shared that breakfast they would soon know the fire of God's spirit in a big way when Jesus returned to heaven he sent them his living and Holy Spirit of unseen fire. These men would go in all directions on the globe, speaking the name of Jesus, kindling the fire, seeing what the fire of his Spirit could do in the lives of people, just like you and me. With this fire, of his spirit our God refines and he purifies us preparing us to be entirely in his presence now and forever let me pray for you that you would be so blessed good father in Jesus name we thank you we praise you we worship you for sending your refiner's fire to us. Bless us that what Jesus began among us may be our purity and our righteousness, the triumph of your love among us. Now and forever, in Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. Would you like to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. Amen. We worship God with our offering, and I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could make a donation to our church through our website. Thank you. Bless you. we pray, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, be with us here. Strengthen our trust that you care for any and everything for us. Lord, we ask for your gracious and powerful way to create a goodness and merciful direction for us. O Lord, our God, have mercy. Grant us faith and courage to believe in the love of Jesus Christ and how it can change things right where we are and throughout the whole world. Help us to share forgiveness, O Lord, our God. Have mercy. Gracious Father, bless us in our families that a spirit of compassion would empower us to live in harmony. We ask you to soften hearts, open eyes and ears, and give us grace and mercy to share with one another. O Lord our God, have mercy. Great Physician of body and soul, grant healing to those who need your care. Father, hear our prayers for those we name in our hearts. Give hope to the downtrodden, justice to the oppressed, and grace to all who suffer. O Lord our God, have mercy. Holy Father, who dwells in unapproachable light and eternal union with the Son and the Holy Spirit, into your everlasting care and mercy, we entrust these prayers. Confident in, in your grace, hopeful of your mercy, and trusting in your unfailing love, to you be all glory, both now and forever. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For the life-giving presence of Jesus our Lord, we give you thanks and praise. For the glorious hope of the resurrection, we give you thanks and praise. For the opportunity to bless one another with joy and peace.